Hi again everyone, wonderful to be with you again. This is praise time, I believe. If ever there was a time in history, we need to learn as God's people how to praise the Lord. And in this episode and the next, I, I want us to consider the subject of praise. Has anybody else had lockdown blues? Yeah, at the very beginning of lockdown, some people had it, some in the middle. And I have to say, it's been more difficult for me near the end as we've kind of broken out into this unknown space, not knowing what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do, and what the future might look like. But I believe that something's happening, that many people individually and indeed society corporately are experiencing a kind of heaviness coming upon them right now. Um, the Bible talks about this spirit of heaviness. The NIV speaks of it as a spirit of despair. The ESV, a faint spirit. The Young's translation, a spirit of weakness. Of course, heaviness is a condition of the human spirit. Jesus invited all you who labor and are heavy laden to come to him and find rest. But heaviness is also the effect of the demonic spirit of heaviness that can come against us at times and even can afflict a whole group of people. And so what is the answer to this problem? What is the solution? I'm not saying it's the only answer, but I believe here in Isaiah 61 verse 3, we have a key that unlocks this problem. We read there that Jesus, uh, as the Messiah, was prophesied that the Spirit of God would be upon him to preach God tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty the captive, to give recovery of sight to the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. But Isaiah goes on to say this, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Wow, what are we seeing there? Well, ashes speak of something that's burnt out, just like the joys of life at times can be reduced to an almost dying ember. But instead of those ashes, God in Jesus Christ is able to give us beauty. And the word for Hebrew and beauty there is, is a crown or, or a headdress, like a, a wedding garment. Instead of mourning, the Lord gives us the oil of joy upon our heads. And instead of a spirit of heaviness, we are given a garment of praise. Now, what's going on here is figurative language is being used in order to compare a funeral ceremony with a marriage ceremony. And basically what's being prophesied about Messiah is he's not going to lead a funeral cortege. He's going to come to break out a wedding celebration. And so... When we consider the clothing that's spoken of here that actually reflects mood, what, what we're seeing is that a, a garment of praise is what typifies the new covenant, what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, believer, you need to make sure your clothes are changed. I don't know if uh, in lockdown you, you were a bit like me and you, you started wearing lockdown clothes like uh, tracksuit bottoms, sweatpants, sloppy shirts. And after a while, I kind of got a hold of myself and said, you can't dress like this. It's affecting your mood and you're working at home. You need to spruce up a little bit, dress up. And there's a sense in which we as believers at this time, we need to put new clothes on. We need to make sure that the circumstances around us are not affecting our, our mood or our disposition. We need to, if you like, par dress. Because clothes communicate, not just in the physical realm, but in the spiritual 
There's a lot in the New Testament about uh, putting off certain types of clothing and putting on new kinds of clothes. The armour of God in Ephesians 6, we're told to take it by faith and put it on, all the, all the uh, parts of the armour. But we read in uh, Romans 13 and Ephesians 4 and Galatians 3 that we're also to put off the old works of the flesh and put on the new man, which is in Christ Jesus, all the fruit of Jesus' life through the Spirit. But actually, this is a little bit different here in Isaiah 61 because what's being spoken of here is it's actually the putting on of the garment of praise that will put off the Spirit of heaviness. In other words, it's the, 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 the adorning of this garment that will cause heaviness to lift off of us. Wow, and that's important. It's time to learn to praise. It's time to get rid of the heaviness off our spirit, off our life, out of our home, out of our churches, and start to praise the Lord again. Now, if it's praise time, what does praise mean? How do we do it? And uh, what does it do? Now, in the next episode, we're, we'll consider what praise does. But in this one, we're going to look at what praise is and how we can do it. Praise comes from, uh, in the English, it, it comes from a French word, praise, which means uh, to prize. And of course, something we prize, we cherish it. We might say we even worship it. And the word worship actually comes from two words put together in English, worthship. So when we appreciate something enough, we appraise it of worth and we appraise and then praise. <laughs> you know, that really speaks to me of how we need to appreciate the Lord, what he is like, his characteristics, his goodness, his greatness, his majesty, his excellence, his splendor. And then we find ourselves, as we appraise him, we find ourselves lifted onto another plane where we can really bring a, a, an offering of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord from our hearts. He who offers praise glorifies me, says the Lord. So praise is glorifying the Lord God for who he is and what he has done for us. So how do we praise? Well, Scripture teaches us that the whole person ought to praise the Lord. In Psalm 103, verse 1, the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And so the idea is that spirit, that God-breathed part of us, our human spirit, our soul, our mind, our emotions, our volition, and even our very body, Lifting up holy hands or prostrating ourselves before the Lord. That, that's what another Hebrew word actually means in pictor, pictorial language. To, to bow before the Lord. To, to be on our belly before the Lord in worship. That our whole human being would come to give praise to the Lord. I wonder is your life like a psalm dedicated to God? Is it like a doxology of praise that rises to him every day? from the life that you live. Horatius Bonner wrote a hymn many years ago, Fill thou my life, O Lord my God, in every part with praise, that my whole being may proclaim thy being and thy ways. Not for the lip of praise alone, nor in the praising heart, I ask but for a life made up of praise in every part. Wow! To have a life made up of praise in every part. That's what God desires. That's what God is worthy of. So how ought we to praise enthusiastically? 
we ought to praise in an unrestrained fashion, in an exuberant way. As the word of God says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He deserves the highest and the greatest praise. So what does half-hearted praise say to the Lord? What do you think the Lord feels when we give half-hearted, casual, lackluster praise to the Lord? Well, we need to get to the place where we cast off all restraint, where we blow off the cobwebs, where we tell the spirit of heaviness to lift off us as we praise the Lord, as we become more God conscious than people conscious around us or self conscious within us. Yeah, do you remember David? How he danced half naked before the ark and how his wife Michael rebuked him and how he admitted that he, he lost his dignity. And yet God received his praise and honoured his praise. This is the way all great praise people and worshippers in the Bible acted. You remember Mary of Bethany and she took that alabaster uh, box of perfume and ointment and broke the box and anointed Jesus. And it says the fragrance filled the whole house and indeed the whole world. Because this story has been told wherever the gospel has been preached. But isn't it remarkable that something was restraining her worship, but she smashed it. And Judas didn't like it. He was more interested in the money and others thought it was a waste. But she was prepared to waste her worship on Jesus because he is worthy. We need to get that place where all restrictions are smashed. Where we let nothing hold back our worship and praise. Remember, Jesus said the rocks would cry out if we don't as we exalt the Lord. And our worship and praise is the fruit of our lips. But it's more than that, because at times in the history of God's people, they honoured God with their mouth, but their hearts were far from him. Now, listen, at this time, one of the restrictions that has been put upon churches, certainly here in this jurisdiction, is that they're encouraged not to sing in congregations. Now, I'm not suggesting that we disregard that, but what I am saying is that, that I believe that that has caused a spiritual problem among us because we as God's people need to praise, and if we don't praise, a spirit of heaviness will settle on us. So we need to find ways, personally and corporately, where we can praise and where we can take on the forces that are coming against us, as we'll see next time what praise actually does. But we need to learn to praise again, irrespective of how we are feeling. Now, please understand this. If you wait until you feel like praising the Lord, you will never do it. Just the way sometimes if you wait until you feel like praying, you would never do it. You actually have to, as it were, Take your self-control, one of the fruit of the Spirit, to access another fruit of the Spirit, joy. Do you understand? You know, we sit around passively waiting for joy to hit us. Well, we actually need to take self-control to get our joy. In the same way, it is actually by engaging actively with our volition in praise that we will put off the spirit of heaviness. We will actually change our disposition and even our circumstances around us by engaging in this praise. So don't let your circumstances or your mood restrict your praise, but make your praise change your mood and your whole circumstances. Can I encourage you today? 
to start practicing praise like you've never done before. Maybe pepper praise throughout your day. Have little pit stops of praise where you just pause to give praise and thanks to the Lord. We enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. This is how, above all things, at the beginning at least, we enter into the presence of God through praise and thanks. Will you start practicing it? See the difference that it makes. In fact, I guarantee you that if you do this and make a practice out of praise and thanks, even in the midst of the most adverse circumstances, if you give an offering of praise, you know what that means? When you don't feel like it, when everything says curse God and die, but you actually choose to praise God, you will live. And you will experience the abundant life of the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit rising up within you and changing things. Will you choose today to praise the Lord? I believe some of you may have succumbed to a spirit of heaviness personally or whatever's going on around us in the ether of our environment. And I'm going to pray for you just now and I'm going to invite you to come to the Lord with your burden, with your human heaviness. But if there's any, any spiritual heaviness that is outside of you, that you actually come to the Lord and say, Lord, deliver me now. And that you would by faith take that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and you would envelop yourself in it and experience what it is for the heaviness to lift off right now. Mental, emotional, spiritual and even physical heaviness. So come with me now. Come with me to the feet of Jesus and bring your heaviness there. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ who was anointed not only to preach good news in the gospel and set captives free and heal broken hearts, but I thank you for the Lord Jesus who is able to turn our mourning into dancing, who exchanges ashes for beauty, and, and, and mourning for oil of joy and he gives us the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness and Lord I just ask you now that by the Holy Spirit that you would just cocoon your children in the garment of praise right now and that they would actually tangibly experience a lifting off of all heaviness off their mind off their emotions off their spirit of their soul and very body. I speak in Jesus' name that the heaviness goes and may the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And we pray that people would live, even in these dark days, uncertain times, would live in the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Your word says rejoice in the Lord. Yes, again, I say rejoice. Lord, give us the grace to do this in order to break through for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, join us again next time and we'll find out what such praise does for us and in the kingdom of God and in the world around us. So join us next time for Praise Time Part 2. God bless you.